Wherever you are in your adoption journey, we are a community centered around love, trust, and respect for the experience and opportunities that have made us families. We promise to share, encourage, support, and celebrate the day-to-day of adoptive mamahood together. I'm Liz. And I'm Sarah. And together, we are Two Adoptive Mamas. everyone. Welcome to Two Adoptive Mamas. It's me and Sarah here with you guys um, for our season four finale. Can you believe that we've done four seasons of the Two Adoptive Mamas podcast, Sarah? It's crazy. I can't believe it. It's such been such a blessing and so fun. We've had a lot of fun along the way. We have. We learned yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. Yes. Although it feels like tonight we're in a pretty unofficial capacity because... <laughs> Let, let us paint this picture for you. So a couple months ago, Liz's mic died. It's true. That we use. So we were functioning with one because if we're being honest, we create this show using the free Zoom. We purchased mics during season one. And yeah, it's just pretty basic. We are wonderful and generous Patreon supporters help to fund and cover our costs for the website and... The yeah. streaming and everything. So we're very grateful. Shout out. But tonight we went to record our finale and my mic died. So now <laughs> we're at my house and Liz is in my dining room and I'm downstairs in the playroom and we're recording on the free Zoom. So here and we are. This, this, my friends, is podcasting and parenting. High quality <laughs> content, low quality audio. So thanks for being here with us. We promise that for season five, we will have we'll, new mics. We'll both have so. mics. <laughs> yeah. It'll be so good. Well, as we're reflecting on season four, um, season four on the floor. Wow. Sorry. I messed up there. Season four. Um, I was really thinking about how this season in reflecting about shadow feelings, um, that theme had really hit home for a lot of our guests, um, especially as we, um, we always include that whatever the theme is as one of our questions and kind of like our intro to our guests. And it was so evident for everyone who we had on season four, um, that this is something that they had been thinking about or that they resonate with, or in their own reflection, they were able to kind of name and identify, um, a season or a specific feeling that was meaningful for them. But so we also know that is meaningful for our listeners too. Um, and I will add that it hit home personally, like just being able to reflect myself, um, on our story, uh, but also in the current season that we're in, I would say, I don't know, well, I'm speaking, I guess just for me, but I'm thinking that it might be the same for Sarah, that season four was one of the toughest seasons for us to maintain. Um, and yet we came every Tuesday and clicked publish to be able to do that episode. Um, but working through some of the navigating that day-to-day shadow feelings um, in the season was really hard. And so being able to identify that and realize that as we are recording um, and seeing the community and the fact that we're not alone, we're not doing this um, in a vacuum or in isolation and being able to name those things out loud and say it out loud was really impactful for me um, and hopefully impactful for you all and um, in listening to our guests and the stories that they shared as well. 
Yeah, I agree and would echo that there were some weeks we really struggled and I almost wanted to text you and say, maybe we just don't drop an episode this week. Like maybe we just can't. And, but we did. And I think um, it's so wonderful how God works in those moments um, because then someone would text me or we would get an email and it would be just a word of encouragement how a recent episode had helped someone or, um, you know, how they felt encouraged. And I think that keeps us going and it's not for the masses. It's for the mom who, um, we haven't connected with before and reaches out. And there was even, um, a mom who reached out a couple of weeks ago and they're getting ready to travel. We did our little travel mini sode. Um, and she wanted some ideas about a gift for a birth mom. And it was just neat. You know, we, I think, I feel like we struggled that week to get that episode out, but then it reached someone. So that was great. So thanks for sticking with us. Yeah. And we're grateful, um, that this us clicking publish to make the episode happen, um, is way bigger than us and God has a bigger purpose and plan for it. So we're grateful to be a part of it. So normally on our season finales, we kind of highlight a couple of things that were, um, meaningful for us, or maybe something that we saw was, uh, made a big impact for our listeners. Um, so we do have that, but we're also recording this depending on when you listen to it. We're recording this as the school year is winding down and as we are heading into summer. And um, for those of you who have been following along with Two Adoptive Mamas, we do our seasons with like five or six months of content and then one or two months off. And then we kind of go back for another season. So our summer break as a podcast is also happening over the summer break for the school year. And with that comes a lot of transitions and um, sometimes maybe really challenging transitions for a family system. So we're going to do some quick highlights of our season as we reflect and then dive into a couple things that we've been thinking about for the summer transition. And then that'll be it. So that'll be it. That'll be a wrap. (laughs) All right. So my, my first highlight that I'm going to say was having Melissa Corkum and Lisa Qualls on from the post-adoption resources Instagram tag, or if you know them as the Adoption Connection, um, and their new book that they just published, um, Reclaiming Compassion and Talking About Block Care. So our episode aired right before that new book came out. Um, So if you want to go back to the beginning of our season and listen to it, um, but just thinking about how they had, I mean, they had 10 really great steps (laughs) and 10 identifiers about blocked care, but how they are all about identifying and establishing points of joy for yourself um, and defining success by what you can control. So those two things have really been um, meaningful in my parenting journey for this specific calendar year so far. Um, and just being able to recognize that I can't define success by something I can't control. That is a ongoing battle for myself as a mom, um, not only as in parenting, but I would say in other areas of my life too. So I think that that's been something that's really great. And being able to recognize those things and identify like, ooh, like I might be acting out of block here in this moment. How can I, um, to use their book title, how can I reclaim compassion about that? So they have a ton of resources on their website and Instagram page. If you haven't listened to their, um, they have their own podcast, but if you haven't listened to their episode with us, that'd be a great one to go back to. This is fun because we didn't talk previously recording (laughs) about our highlights. So I'm interested to see if we overlap. Okay. So the first episode that came to mind for me was with Raquel McLeod. 
Um, we talked to Raquel about kinship care and I will never forget sitting down to record that night and Raquel just communicated with a level of confidence and grace and compassion about a topic that we hadn't really taken a deep dive into before. And I think she was pretty nervous and she, She um, but you would never have known. And she did um, just an amazing job. And if you go ahead and listen to that episode, or if you already have, I would encourage you to follow her on Instagram. Um, She just is such an encouragement and a bright light in the space. Um, And I think the concept of kinship care can often be one that gets a little bit glossed over in the foster and adoption community um, and presents a unique set of challenges uh, for families. So I really appreciated getting the opportunity to talk with Raquel. I like that one too. That one wasn't on my list. So I'm glad that we're not double dipping so far. I have a feeling we might be double dipping on this one though. Um, having Ashley Mitchell on our show was a true, uh, it was humbling and honoring and um, a real joy to be able to talk to her. She highlighted the birth mother perspective through her unique journey of adoption and just had some really powerful metaphors and just a very emotional buy-in that um, it just really resonated with me. And I know many of you, and um, I know there are probably a lot of our listeners who have maybe heard her speak at other events um, or through other podcasts, but um, she has a well-articulated story um, and just a, and a unique journey that God has brought her on. Um, so she was, she was a great highlight for me. <laughs> yeah, we are double dipping on that uh-huh. Ashley Mitchell episode. <laughs> But I just have to say, and I, but I think from we're coming at it from different angles um, and that you'll remember that we, when we started this season, my husband and I were coming off of a disrupted adoption and um, holding a lot of feelings of compassion and also hurt. And I guess some level of betrayal from the birth mom that we had built a relationship with and, and mostly feeling sad and hurt for her. Um And so there was a lot to work through there. And I remember we first heard Ashley at filled the filled retreat and, um, I, she got up on stage and said something to the effect of, let me just give you a glimpse into the narrative of the birth mom for a moment, just please listen. And we had come alongside this, this woman, um, that we had the privilege of getting to know for six months and, there was just, there was a lot there. Um, but when Ashley shared the analogy of the carp that like changed everything because she talks about the reality of a birth mom feeling like they're being pulled into something that's so unnatural for them. And for us on the flip side, it just seems so simple. Like, why would you not just, you know, she refers to the living water. Why would you not just come to the living water? Like, it'll be great. And we can have this relationship and it can be happily ever after. And, um, it, it gave my husband and I a whole new level of understanding and I think empathy and care, um, for what we had been through and yeah, Ashley was awesome. And I just, to be honest, when you're recording a podcast weekly and then, whether it's you're experiencing blocked care or you're living through a disruption or any of the hard stuff, sometimes it's really easy to become like disenchanted with like the process, especially if you're in the weight and to be thinking, I don't really want to talk about this tonight. I don't really want 
um, to talk more about adoption. And that was kind of where I was at when we recorded with Ashley in some respects. And then she just, I mean, she blew it out of the water. She was amazing. I could go on and on, but we got to keep going. That was the powerful metaphor. I was talking about. That was the powerful metaphor. I'm really grateful. Yeah. Yeah. What was your third one? Melinda and Lindy. Wow. We didn't double dip. Melinda and Lindy. Yeah. No, share. (laughs) We, so on one other occasion, we were able to have a birth mom and an adoptive mom on the show. And so in this scenario, we were able to have Melinda rejoin us. Um, It was her second time on the show as a foster parent, and then also to be joined by um, the birth mom of the little girl that had been in their home um, for a number of years. And so I recognize that there were probably a lot of challenging feelings and emotions to do that together. And I think it just goes to show how God is working in both of their stories that they were willing to share with us and with our audience, what that process looked like, um, the good, bad, and the ugly, and to be able to share with us and for us to be able to celebrate with them where they stand now in their relationship, um, and their continued joint care, um, for a beautiful little girl. So I think when you can have multiple members of the triad, so to speak, at part of the conversation at the same time, that's really unique. And as an adoptive parent, prospective adoptive parent, you know, whatever it may be, um, prospective foster parent to be able to hear both of those narratives at the same time, I think helps us to have hope. Yeah. I think that's a good point of have you know, something that is unique is everybody's story, but being able to have multiple people in the room talking about things that are great and things that are really hard, um, all mixed together. Um, no, I love that. So my third one was having the dad cast on this season. I thought about doing that. So I'm glad you said it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, for the first time we had had, we have had Drew and Dan on every season, just being able to pr- bring their perspective as our husbands and, um, as the fathers of our kiddos, uh, to, the show and giving their perspective but this time we actually gave them the mic maybe that's why our mics don't work anymore you know I <laughs> just <agree>. kidding <laughs> just kidding but being know. able but being able for them to um give their perspective have space to interview some of the other husbands um from their families and the um guests that we have had from other seasons um I think that you know the father's perspective as foster um, and adoptive dad, it's an important voice to have out there and one that is not, um, not as frequent, I guess I should say, not as frequent um, on the podcast waves. Uh, or normally it's like with um, a mom <laughs> or with, or like through the, through a different lens. Maybe they are a father, but they're coming at it from a social worker or a counselor perspective. So anyway, I just ho- hope that in our future seasons, that's our goal to keep championing them, um, to come back for a couple episodes and being able to have them on was a really, really fun thing this season. We'll see if they're up for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right. So we're heading into summer, Sarah. And I think that whenever we do that, there's a lot of change. So what are the things that you're thinking about and what are the things you're going to do for your family? Yeah. So two, two quick tips, I guess. I mean, this is not research-based or 
super professional. This is me sitting on the playroom floor telling you what works for our family and what we found to be helpful. So actually good thing that you're just listening to us and not looking at us because today we did um, the toy purge house rearrange refresh for spring into summer. Um, I've found, and of course this depends on the season of life you're in. So we are in the season of life where our daughter will enter kindergarten next year. So that tells you about her age. Um, and if I move the toys around, she plays with toys she hasn't touched in months. If I remove some that I know that she's probably not interested anymore, but would argue with me about putting away, um, I can kind of do that discreetly. It just kind of gives our space a refresh. And I actually put more, um, toys in her room. So, because we will really focus on quiet time over the summer. Um, so if you find yourself in that season, um, I'll want her to be able to occupy herself up there quietly. Um, I would say, so that's a very like practical thing that we do. Um, you don't have to, but I just find that it helps us. Um, the other thing, so we, we ended school this past week and we're giving ourselves a week to kind of, um, catch up and not necessarily hit a summer routine too hard. Um, so my advice would be to give yourself grace as you transition out of the routine you've had since late August or early September. Um, but as you kind of come out of that week off, um, do be thinking about some consistencies that you can apply in your day to day, um, whether that's some learning time, outside time, play dates, um, you know, if you're running to appointments, you know, just kind of what that looks like. I think the structure of getting up and getting ready and getting out, um, is helpful, at least for our family. I love it. That last one, about you? Over, yeah, that last one kind of overlapped a little bit with some of the things that I had been thinking about. So, um, I am an extremely practical person. So I identify with what Sarah already shared about like the physical space, um, some of the things that I had been thinking about or that we try to do with our family are slightly more abstract, but can be practical, I guess. Um, so overlapping a little bit with what Sarah just shared, um, I'd recommend identifying what kinds of routines you can do and stick to them as much as possible. So is that you wake up at the same time during the week or do you have the same breakfast routine or Maybe you have a time in the day where you always review what the schedule is for the week ahead, or maybe there's the same day of the week that you go to the library or go to a specific park um, or eat a certain thing. Like we always eat pizza on Fridays. And so if we eat pizza on Thursday, it like totally throws our kids off, but like they just know that at the end of the week, they like have a specific thing to look forward to. So um, for the summer, we're going to do what we can to keep some of those things um, in line, but also try and start something new. Like we want to be able to have a bonfire night where we invite somebody over um, for that time and being able to like open up our home in that way. Um, another one I was thinking about was creating a way to describe to your kids or for them to experience like planned spontaneity. <laughs> um, so even if they don't know what's going to happen, or maybe you don't even know what will be planned for that time, they know that they're going to be safe and they'll do something fun and that that's a way for you to mix it up. So maybe every Saturday afternoon is like fun time. And like they, maybe sometimes they get to choose what it is. Maybe it like gives space for you to have like that random birthday party or whatever is going to show up um, on the calendar. 
Um, I think one thing that we're going to try this year is um, creating a visual calendar for each month so that we can help them see when we're having an upcoming trip or a camp or some time that would be away from the routine, not to create anxiety for them, but for them to be able to kind of mentally prepare and plan for that. Um, and then for my kids, I need to give lots and lots of space for transitions way more than I normally would for the school year. And we give lots of time for transitions to be the school year. So thinking about what I need to do for a transition object, how many timers do I need to use? <laughs> what are the verbal and visual cues that I'm going to give for our kids? And I'm thinking like every transition, not just like we're transitioning from school year into summer. I'm thinking in addition, like transitioning from the car to the backyard <laughs> and like, we're getting to put our bathing suits on now to go to the pool. Like my kids love the pool and it takes us 20 minutes to find both parts of the bathing suit because they're like getting distracted and getting like all up in a tizzy about what we're doing. So just thinking about how I can be better prepared to help through those moments. Um, so that if it is a plant spontaneity moment, there's like certain things that they can kind of put their stake in. So and then my last thing would be, and this is somewhat selfish because I like it too, but I know that kiddos need sleep of all ages. So giving space for sleep in the summer, they don't nap, making sure that we remember it's okay that they sleep in a little bit later than normal, or maybe they do need to go to bed a little bit earlier um, just so that they are well rested and can kind of help regulate themselves during all the changes of summer. So uh, we'll make sure in our show notes for this one that we'll link up to. I found two really good other um, podcast episodes that so not to repeat things that they already say, but there's one that Melissa and Lisa's did on the Adoption Connection um, called Successful Vacation Planning for Adoptive Families. So we can link that one up. And then there was another one about how to give your kids predict the predictability that they need, not Lisa and Melissa that was unpowered to connect, but just being able to share some of those resources that are out there um, if you're thinking about going on a trip or thinking about how to make your summer more successful. I love it, Liz. So here we are, season four. Here we are. <laughs> on the books. We will have a season five, right? <laughs> yeah, we will have a season five. We will have a can, season five. Can we share for anyone who is local, you might have seen that, um, or if you follow us on our newsletter, Sarah and I are diving in local um, this summer and like for the rest of this year. So um, be on the lookout for some more information about upcoming events that we'll be uh, present at or participating in, um, and hopefully some more information about support groups. Yes, really excited about the opportunity we have for local support groups and just to dive into our community. So if we seem to be online a little bit less, it's because we're boots on the ground a little bit more. And that just seems to be where God's calling us to in this time, but the show will go on. So season five will come. <laughs> season five will come. All right. Well, for all of our listeners, please know that we're so grateful for you being here for another season. Um, I know that we don't know all of you um, and your stories, of course, but we are always praying over those who find themselves um, engaging in our episodes. And we just love being here. It's a true privilege. So until we meet again for season five, remember, you've got this, mama. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode or know someone who could benefit from our show, the best thing to do is leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
We're grateful to be hosting the Two Adoptive Mamas podcast for a fourth season. Learn more about how you can support our ongoing work through our Patreon at twoadoptivemamas.com. As always, it's been fun. Until we meet again, remember, you've got this, Mama. Mama.